Hello everybody, it's RevDDT here again. I'm outside now walking. Kind of interesting because like 10 minutes ago I did the podcast, it was still raining. Right after I got done, I prayed, I said, man, I sure would like to go for a walk. It's a nice day. It'd be a nice day to go for a walk. Um, I don't got anything else to do this afternoon. Uh, maybe if it could clear up a little bit so I could walk, it'd be cool. So I'm sitting there walking along and I'm sitting going through the house doing some stuff and I Started to go outside for a minute. I had to um, deal with some receipts. I don't keep my receipts ever. Um, when I use my card, I burn them so nobody can get the numbers or anything off of them. It's just one of the things I do. And I stepped outside and I looked and I couldn't believe it. <laughs> okay, it was raining when I finished the podcast. And that was like 10, 15 minutes ago. I walked outside after I prayed. be a nice day to go for a walk. I really would like to go for a walk. i got some time to. Maybe you can clear it up. Just for a little while and so when I did walk outside perfectly blue sky it's not raining anymore sun's out it's really freaking nice out here and once again got another answered prayer now some of you guys might be listening to this podcast going oh that's bullshit that's not it doesn't God don't do that <clears throat> well I beg to differ with you if you go through the Old Testament especially do your research man it's in the Old Testament it's actually in uh, Minor Prophets. It talks about snow and rain being a sign unto us. Interesting how the Pentecostal church and the charismatic church are all about, well, don't don't ask God for signs and blah, 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 this and blah, blah, that and all that crap. And they'll say all a bunch of negative stuff about signs and stuff. But God is always talking to us through signs, miracles, and wonders. Constantly. And says in the Old Testament in a few places, sites signs as being a message from him confirmation i have a lot of issues with some of the church doctrine but um i don't have a lot of issues with the church itself because the church itself is his bride it's the churchy anti crowd it's the people that have taken over the they hijacked the church a long time ago they hijacked it and took it for a ride and um they're still taking it for a ride unfortunately and uh, there are people that are going, that are in the church, the Andy crowd, that are the church. The church is there too. And I've talked to many people over the years that have had the same feeling about things that I have, the same heart towards things that I have. We've discussed it and we're disgusted with it. But some of those people just don't want to let go. And you need to in order for it to change. you got to let go. Sometimes you just got to walk away. So, on the heel of my last broadcast, because I didn't want to leave you guys with a big toxic mess, it's a beautiful day out here. So, I bought another guitar. Actually, what I did is I took the guitar that I bought just recently, which I uh, was playing it, and just didn't, couldn't get it. You know, if you're a musician, you understand this. The shape of the music and the sound comes out of your heart, not the instrument, but your heart. And if your heart ain't into the instrument, it can make the instrument sound crazy. Here's another one for you. Had a little food for thought. So, long time ago, I, I prayed and I wanted to write God love songs. We talked about this in a pre- previous broadcast, uh, one of my earlier broadcasts. And, um, man, God, I wish I could, uh, I wish you could see it out here. It's so beautiful. Right now, it's amazing. It's actually almost too warm. <laughs> um, anyway, um, in one of the previous broadcasts, one of my earlier broadcasts, I talked about you know, instruments and 
wanting to write God's love songs. I'm so in love with Jesus. I just sitting there praying. I said, Dad, I just want to write your love songs to you. And, and I got to do that. I actually got to, that, that was a fulfilled prayer. I have had a lot of prayers that I prayed that have been fulfilled. I mean, not just one or two, but tons. Tons, tons, tons. I could write books and books and books and books and books about it. And um, someday I will. Um, actually, that's uh, in the workshop pretty soon. I'm thinking about writing one on some of the miracles I've seen over the years. Nothing real long, something kind of short, something um, miracle-based and faith-based and whatnot. But over the years, I uh, um, have gotten a lot of prayers answered and um, seen a lot of really cool miracles happen, a lot of shifts in um, other people's lives as well as my own life. Um, you know, in, in every way, shape, and form. And it kind of seems like that, that uh, that's the, 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 the course, anyway, that we're walking, uh, that path that I'm on. It's going to continue on this way, and it'll just continue on to more and more miracles as we go. So by the time I'm done with my lifetime, my lifespan, I'll have had so many miracles I've forgotten almost 90% of them. <laughs> Which is <laughs> so many that I can't even count them, in other words. Right now I'm at that point already, but then I can't count them because I can write them into a book. So anyway, blah, 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 yada, 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 nine yards, nine yards. So here we go. So I uh, took this guitar. I, I but Somebody gave me some money. I said, here, God put it on my heart to give you some money to buy a guitar. I was like, or, or an instrument. I was like, wow, that's cool. He said something about you writing love songs to Jesus or something. Now listen, I never told anybody what I pray. I don't tell people what I pray. It ain't none of their business. Between God and I. Heck, I wouldn't even tell my girlfriend or my wife if I had one at the time there when I'm praying. That's no, you go in your closet and you pray. Right? It doesn't say go in your closet, pray, come out of your closet and tell everybody what you prayed. Uh-uh. Go in your closet and pray. Father who sees you in secret will reward you in secret. Wow. Is that what he just said? He just said that that guy just said that? Yeah, the guy just said it. He quoted what Jesus said. And it's a fact. It's not <laughs> this isn't just some made up idea. This is a straight-up fact. Now, when I when I first grasped onto the concept of praying in my closet, I had no idea what it meant. Really, and it means many things. That means it's not just like go into a closet in your house and pray. Well, if you got a closet in your house and it's cluttered, you might want to clean it up first and then pray. But that can be that. It can be that. It can start there for certainly. There's testimony of men of God. I'm not a man of God. Don't say that I am. Uh, man of God's a holy man. I'm not a holy man. I'm just a guy, just like you. I'm, 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 I easily get tripped up. I fall down easily. I have issues. It's like everybody else. I'm normal, in other words. Holy men aren't normal. They're, they're like saints, you know. They, they can float along in life and everything's perfect for them. You know, <laughs> so, so to speak. They never screw up. They never do anything wrong. At least when people think of holy men, that's what they think of, because they try to line me up. Oh, you're supposed to be a holy man. Uh, 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 uh. I've never claimed that. Uh, uh. No, I know I'm not. Christ is holy. He lives in me. That's the only holy part that's in me. That's it. No, I'm, I'm a screw-up, just like everybody else, man. I screw up. But God chose me to do some things, and I do them. That's it. Just like he chooses you to do some things. And you, and you, and you, and you. And I'm talking about anybody else that's listening to this podcast. Or broadcasting it that way. So, I get this money, I buy a guitar, and 
for 20 years that guitar sounded so good. I mean, just, man, you can listen to my recordings, the recording, the quality of the recording was, you know, it's at home recording, but the, you listen to the quality of the guitar through the recordings, you're like, man, that actually sounds good, man. It did sound good. Playing it on an old six-banger. It wasn't really an old one. It was, an old, it was a Dean guitar. I bought it. It's beautiful. It had bird's-eye maple cross cuts that looked like clouds on the back side of it. The top is, was a maple. Solid maple top. Beautiful. Beautiful fretwork on it. Beautiful fret. You know, the key of the fretboard, the fingerboard is beautiful. Um, anyway, it's a gorgeous guitar. It's a work of art, really. Well, me and the guy that gave me the money to buy the guitar had a falling out. And when we did, that guitar went out of whack and I could not get that thing to sound right after that at all. Even though I had put, a, put, put that whole situation aside, put it out of my heart, forgave him, let it all go, I still could not get that guitar to sound right. And it was like that until I got rid of it. I had to get rid of it finally because it just was it, walking through leaves. It just didn't sound right ever. Never could shake it. It stayed the same the whole time. You know, it doesn't, it's never, it's not really a surprise, but it never ends up, I'd be out here doing a podcast and car after car after car will go by. I could be walking along here without my, without doing a podcast at all, and not hear one freaking, not even see one stitch of traffic. Go figure that one. <laughs> it's like there's an enemy that just doesn't want me to speak. So anyway, no amount of prayer, meditation, nothing could fix that guitar. Finally, when I got rid of it, I felt like I, and this is not a I'm not kidding either. This is the truth, fact, straight up. When I finally got rid of that guitar, I felt like the day I dropped it off, I, I walked away, I drove away. As soon as I pulled away from the place where I got, got rid of that, it felt like a ton of freaking weight was lifted off my shoulders. A ton. And not just my shoulders, but my chest, too. Which I didn't even notice was there. Until it lifted. I was like, what the hell? It's like every day when I shave my head and I shave my face. I'm going to shave my face, but it feels dirty, I shave it, right? So, no worries. It's a different story with my head, though. I shave my head, it's not until I shave it that I notice this. And it's every single day I notice this. Here's what I notice. I notice this gray cloud hanging over me. Not just over me. <laughs> Here comes all the cars again. Not just over me, but within me, too, as well. And I don't notice it until it lifts, and it doesn't lift until I'm shaving my head. And it's not until it's not the first couple of times I go over my head with a razor. I use an electric razor most of the time. It's not the first couple of times. It's like down there towards the end when when I can start feeling my my, my actual skin on my head through the through the stubble. There's no stubble, you know. It's like I feel the skin on my head. That's when it hit, and, and it lifts, and it's bright. It's bright. There's no grayness. No, there's no there's no cloud hanging over me. It's bright. It's like the sun shining inside my brain, or my head, or however you want to put it. It's like that every single day. And the interesting thing is, is that here comes Doggy. My friend Gary's house. Here's his dog. Now this guy, he's a boxer. Hey, boxer. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, I see that too. Yeah. How's it going? Muggers. Muggers? What's going on? Muggers. That's, that's Muggers. Okay, he's a good guard dog. He's doing his job. He's saying, hello, stay out. <laughs> it's really cool. But see, that's the thing, man. A lot of times people don't seem to realize that just these little things make a huge difference. And they do. <coughs> oh, 
away. Here's my friend I haven't seen for a long time. My closest golden retriever. Hey! Hey, buddy. Are you sleeping? Hi, good to see you. Sleeping. Open his eyes up enough to see me. Say, okay, I'm here. It's getting really old. <coughs> Excuse me. So, so anyway, this electric guitar I got, I bought just recently. I couldn't get that thing to sound worth. It, it just couldn't, I couldn't shape it. I couldn't get it shaped. So I bought a new one. The new one I bought, I actually went and test drove it. And, uh, man, boy, could I get some sound out of that thing. Whew. So I got it. Showed up today. Actually, right, <laughs> right before the end of the podcast, the, my last podcast, they dropped it off outside. So when I walked outside to this brand new day now, it's sunshine instead of raining, and I can go for a walk now. See, it was almost like I went in there. I, was, I woke up in a funk. I was still groveling over the shit that happened last night. You know, I got attacked last night. Thank God I don't get attacked in my sleep anymore. But I got attacked and, you know, and just fucking, it was just like hell house. Just all of a sudden just opened up. Vomit all over fucking Daniel, you know. Because he's different than you guys. He's different. I'm different. I know I'm different. Not only have I been hearing it my whole life, but I can see I'm different. You know, been seeing that my whole life too. Not that I wanted to. Believe me, I didn't want to be. I wanted to be the same as everybody else. Just, you know, uh-uh, anything like that for me. No, it's different. And and I get it. It's okay. I'm down with it now. It took a long time to get used to it, but I'm down with it. But what I've noticed though is I've had some very genuine, genuinely cool, good friends in my life that have come along that have been there to help lift me up when I needed to be lift, lifted, to build with when I needed someone to build with, to be friends with when I just needed a friend, to have a relationship with that was lasting and less toxic or not non-toxic at all actually compared to where I was raised at, you know, so exact opposites. Those are things that give you hope. So when I opened up the door and I saw how the blue sky was, I was like, wow, I'm going for a walk. And I happened to look over by the back door, and there's my guitar sitting there. I'm like, holy crap, I got my package today. So it's like a, kind of like a Christmas morning, so to speak, you know. I felt better about the day. I feel better about the day already. I mean, even when I was doing the podcast, I was feeling better about it. But I started noticing something, though. As I was doing the podcast, it was raining. And it started raining harder, too, by the way, because I opened the door for a second. I don't know if you guys could even hear that, but I did. And it was coming out pretty damn good. When I got done with the podcast, I prayed. And Boom. It changed. It's that light. That light that comes in. It's different from everything else. Different from the darkness. You know? Makes a huge difference. Big difference. Good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. So, we're, you know, when I look at this whole thing, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, damn, man. Fucking shit turned out pretty good, actually, today thinking about where I was at when my headphones was and stuff and so thinking about you know doing that doing the podcast and and what we we're recording and airing was where I was when I woke up and where I had, where I had been and within just a blink of an eye it changed as soon as I got done with the podcast I felt better good I got rid of that stuff I didn't want to dump it on anybody especially you guys but y'all gotta know some things you know this podcast isn't about being, you know, being the richest or being the most brightest or anything. It's more about being 
being the dude that's real, that's going through some real freaking hard shit in life, that's gone through some real hard shit, and it's about overcoming. And it's also about thinking outside the box. And it's, uh, that's why I talk about dreams. That's why I talk about other things, you know? Since I've had dreams, since, uh, since I crossed the word dream, or it came out of my mouth just now, the thoughts of dreams came out. I got to talk to you a little bit about some more dream stuff. And um, one of the things is, is that, uh, okay, so, I don't know, maybe a week or two ago, I talked about changing into a dragon in the middle of a dream, right? Just all of a sudden I became a dragon. I did some research on that on the internet, found some really cool stuff on there. All of it's positive. There's a couple of negative things, but pff, I don't dwell on negativity, I dwell on the positive things. I looked at that and I was like, okay, you know, what fits your personality, what fits your, your, your you personally? What do you look like? That's what you want to go with, go with. You don't want to go with what you don't look like. Because it's not going to be encouraging, it's not going to be, it's not going to serve you. These things are here to serve us. Let people say, no, it's not true, you're supposed to serve life. No, there is a service to life, sure. But if life ain't serving you, guess what? You're dead. You're in a position where you can't move, where you can't do jack jiddly squat. And you need to be doing jack diddly squat. You know, you can't serve if you don't got anything to serve with. You can't give if you got nothing to give with, or to give from, or to give. Say, you don't have no resources, but you're giving? Huh. Well, you're giving out of your... That's just... That don't make no sense, does it? I mean, think about it. I'm giving, but I have no resources to give with. Well, then you got nothing to give. You got to have resources. You got to have it. Okay, here you go. You're on an airplane. And all of a sudden, you hit some turbulence. Or you don't. Maybe the airplane's getting ready to go down. And you're fucking, oh no! And then the oxygen masks dump out. Drop out of the ceiling, right? You're going, oh no. What's the first thing you do? What do they tell you you're supposed to do? Put your oxygen mask on yourself first, then your children, then your, you know, blah, 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 down the road. Why did they tell you to do that? Why not the kids first? Oh, I thought it was women and children first. No, no, no. If you die, you can't help your kid. Pretty simple. If you die, you can't help your kid put their mask on. Put yours on first and put theirs on. I know it sounds harsh. It sounds cold, doesn't it? It sounds cold as hell, don't it? But that's the reality of it. That's the way it's that's the way it works. If you die, you cannot help them. If you have no resources, you're really not helping them. If you're going further backwards because you're giving out of what you don't have. That's great. Give out of your poverty. You should give out of your poverty. But know this. It's better to give if you have more to give. Because you have more to give, you're not putting you and the other person that you're trying to help into jeopardy. See what I'm saying? You're not going backwards too. And then you're adding to the statistic of how many people are homeless now, you know. What'd you do? Well, I gave until I couldn't give anymore. And guess what happened? See, I was in that boat because I was trained wrong. I was taught wrong. Yeah, give out of your poverty. That's a good thing. Hi, squirrel. He's on my path. Oh, he's right in front of me. Hello. It's okay. It's okay. Go ahead and eat. I'll go around. I'll go around. Stay there. Don't run out in the road. There's a car coming. There's a little baby squirrel out here eating on the, on the sidewalk getting some walnuts from this walnut tree. He's in there eating. Oh, God. I'm going to get some video of this. It was so cool. Hi, little squirrel. Okay, bye-bye. Don't go in the road. There's a car coming. <laughs> that was cool. 
But I just wanted to encourage you guys, man, that it's not all darkness all the time. Because there is light. And that light's inside of you. You're the light. Let your light shine, man. Let it shine. Let, let it shine so bright that it blinds the darkness. Sends it running away into its abyss. So, I haven't opened my guitar up yet. But there it is sitting there in my room. I went and made some new posters today for a couple of friends. I made myself one too. Uh, so I can keep hanging them on my walls. Because um, I'm doing that. I'm collect basically collecting them. So that I can actually sell them. You know. Stockpiling. Stockpiling my posters I can sell them. And I was looking at the ones I made today. Which were some new ones I recently just made. Created I should say. I went and picked the posters up. Them. Man they are colorful. Man they pop. They're beautiful. They're like boom. I'm very satisfied with that. Very happy about that. There's a lot of things to be happy about. I'm happy about a lot of things. I'm happy that uh, I got offered a place to live with a person that I absolutely, incredibly love. Dig, love, and just, you know, we click real, real, real well. And, uh, and it's time. It's been time for a while. I've been feeling it like growing pains, you know. You feel those growing pains, you're like, ugh can't sleep sometimes because I'm so excited. I also can't sleep sometimes because I'm too damn hot. <laughs> That's a whole other story. But there's always some kind of light somewhere that's shining. And if you just look for it, you'll find it. Sometimes looking's not enough, though. Sometimes you got to pray. Just like today. I really did want to go for a walk today. It's a nice day. I want to keep walking because, uh, you know, it's good for you. Right? That's nice. And I wanted to walk, but I also needed the rain. And the interesting thing is, got both. <laughs> got both. Do you? I believe you do. I believe you got both. I believe you got both. And I believe that the light will always dispel the darkness. The interesting thing is, I'm over here by this church called Dayspring on Palouse and oh, I'm on Herbie Street here. Kerr, Kerr Street, isn't it? Yeah, I'm on Kerr. Kerr and Palouse, okay, and in the bell tower, which isn't there anymore, it's just a giant cross on a, on a stick, <laughs> not really on a stick, it's on a chimney and more stuff, there's a flock of pigeons that live there, okay, somebody says, well, that's kind of normal, not really, they weren't there until we brought, introduced them to this neighborhood, back in the 80s, um, excuse me, back in the 70s, when I was a kid, teenager, young man, teenager, I had a friend that lived over across Vista, and his name was Steve Riles, and his brother and him, they both had a, him and Randy had a flock of pigeons, and they had some cool pigeons, they had, they, they're, they're carrier pigeons, what they had, and they had rollers too, and I don't know if you've ever seen a rolling pigeon, but when they come in to do a landing, they'll do a gainer, backflip, and land on the lyre, sometimes they'll do two of them, and land, yeah, I know, rolling pigeons, crazy thing, I fell in love with them, I wanted them, so, we got a couple, he got a mating pair, built a pin, I built a pin out back, brought them to the house, brought them and a couple of other carriers over, and we had carrier pigeons going back and forth for a little while, and then they, they split. Well, as they get going, they didn't go back home, we couldn't figure out where they went, one day I was walking down the street, and I, I was still, you know, it was like a few weeks later, and I walked by the church, I was like, holy crap, there's my pigeons right there. And I could tell because of their markings and stuff. And it was my pigeons. It was our pigeons. 
Not to mention the fact there were three or four rolling pigeons in the group. Not very many. There's like six of them. Actually, there was 12 of them. Or nine. Actually, there were nine of them. And four of them were... Four of them were rollers, and the rest were, the other ones were just regular pigeons, right? Regular carrier pigeons. So, anyway, the guy at the church says, hey, I don't know, these just showed up here like about a week ago. I was like, yeah, that's when we lost. <laughs> just took off. We couldn't figure out where they went. So they didn't go back to the, to the original house. They just, just disappeared. Well, anyway, great, great grandchildren of those pigeons are still down here. <laughs> There's more of them, too. There's like 20 of them. Or more. It's pretty cool. It's kind of a trip how things uh, how things work out. You got stuff in one side of the side of the city, or just a few blocks away, and all of a sudden they they move around and populate the other area, and boom. That was just one of those side things. I'm kind of rambling at this point. So you guys know, though, light lives inside of all of us. We are the light. We're not darkness. Darkness is just something that's happened to us. Sometimes it uh, has a hold of some people that won't let go. And sometimes you just got to get away from those people so that maybe they'll heal too. Maybe that's what this is all about. Getting away from the toxic people so that the toxic people can heal as well. Maybe that's what this whole whole lesson's about. I don't know. Anyway, y'all have a great day. Don't touch your dial. We'll be right back. And then... Yahoo! Rev DDT, Universal Broadcast, broadcasting live across the universe. This is Rev DDT.